0: Testing,
1: testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, Mm -hmm. receiving loud and clear.
0: All right, I still need to go to the toilet. Give me two seconds.
1: Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, everybody. My name is Corey Water Malcolm, AKA BitBeefy, and this is the podcast, The Top Hub. Now, if this is the first time that you are tuning in or listening to this beautiful podcast, it is real. I am hosting this from a bathtub filled with bubbles and all sorts of salty products. And what this podcast is about is exploring the word help in all its forms. So the guests that joined me on the show, I asked them simple questions along the lines of, do you ask for help? Why do you ask for help? How does helping people make you feel? And when last did someone help you? Also because of the state of the world at the moment where, as I've mentioned before, people realised that racism still existed. We're going to explore how racism might present itself in my guest's industry we're also going to discuss the protests we're going to discuss fragility and some literature so without further ado who is in the tub
0: hey my name is janine wilson and i'm in the tub I, don't know why I felt like there was a need to say I'm in the job. I'm in the job. Yeah, that's
1: fantastic. This is going to become a catchphrase. Yeah. Um, so Janine, um, I obviously know who you are. Yes. Um, but could you kindly tell our wonderful listeners worldwide. Yes. Um, who you are and how we know each other.
0: So I have known you for 35 and a half years uh you're my brother exciting yeah. <laughs> um and that's how we know each other um in terms of what i do i am a psychotherapist a creative practitioner and something that i've got more and more comfortable with over lockdown is saying that i'm an entrepreneur oh, fantastic. <laughs> so, oh, that, so yeah that's what that, i do that, that, that's
1: led perfectly like talk to me about this entrepreneurship
0: so this entrepreneurship, I think, has has come from the global pandemic, meaning that I've had to find ways to uh, kind of continue engaging with my side hustles, which I'm trying to turn into businesses um, and trying to make sure that they are still relevant and that it's not like, you know, people will come back once, once we're allowed outside again properly. Uh, people will come back and be like, oh, well, what was that? Because I haven't heard from you for the past six months or seven months. Um, so I've had to kind of think outside of the box a bit about quite a few of the things that I do.
1: Um, now, two things I'd like to touch on there. Um, firstly, like you've had to be creative whilst in, in lockdown. What, what does that look like in your profession?
0: So, so I'm a cognitive behavioural psychotherapist, so that's CBT, and I'm a and I'm a and I'm a drama therapist. So, drama. If we start with drama therapy, that's a creative arts therapy that uh, is basically not just sitting down and talking. So, we draw things, we write scripts, we act things out, we do role play. So, it's very interactive. So, trying to move that to a remote setting which I've had to do Mm -hmm. is very difficult Um, or or actually no, not is very difficult, but it just means that you really have to pull on your creativity in terms of how you're going to do a session. So if somebody comes into your therapy, into your virtual therapy room, um, you know, you have to decide, okay, usually that person might come in. You might have had some, I don't know, stones set out on the floor or something. And that might've been the beginning to the ritual for the session but you're coming into a virtual room so now I've got to work out well how do I make the coming into the room or coming into the session still as creative and interactive as if we were actually meeting in a real room uh so
1: yeah and have you two things have you had help um doing that and how how has that been connected to your your side hustles that you you want to turn into businesses
0: um, so in terms of having help doing that, I would say no, but more because I haven't asked for it uh-huh. um so yeah i I, prob- I there probably is help out there um but <laughs> i haven't actually I haven't actually asked for it so i I'll, I'll say no to that uh, to that question um and then, in terms of how it links with side hustles um it oh does it link with side hustles well yeah, because through I know we're going to be talking more about you know protests and Black Lives Matter and all those type of things but Mm. one of the side hustles has turned into something called the inner peace collective in which we're raising funds to open an organization and a an actual premises in London that will be for the black community run by the black community so it's kind of linked this time has made me link uh what I'm doing from a therapeutic perspective in with my side hustles because there's definitely a need for that type of space but I know we're going to get onto all of that.
1: No let's get onto it now why why do you think I obviously agree but I'm sure there are people listening who aren't fully aware um yeah. why do you think there is a need for a space like that?
0: So at the, so I work in the NHS um part time and mm being a black clinician in the mental health service within the NHS can be a rocky road. Um, (laughs) I think, I think we've come further than maybe we were, you know, 40, 50 years ago or whatever. Um, But we definitely haven't come far enough. And I think a statement that I was making to somebody yesterday about, we are still very afraid in the mental health system of the black male Mm-hmm. we're still very in, we're still very quick to uh put labels like aggressive intimidating um you know uh, around black people so there are children for example that if they were presenting in an aggressive way or maybe they were possess- presenting in a violent way mm-hmm. non black children are more likely you know I'm not going to fling out statistics cuz I'm in the bath but there are <laughs> there are, you know um if if non black children were to present in quite an aggressive way, they're more likely to be signposted towards counselling services. Um, you know, be be asked about some kind of emotional emotional and well being help that they might need. Mm. While what you'll find is our pupil referral units. So that's you know when you get excluded from school, you go to mm. a pupil referral unit, or um, you know mentoring or it's never, when when black children get. Uh, you know, when black children are... I've lost my train. Hold on. That's all right. well, it's because I'm in the bath. I'll be honest. I think the bath is throwing me. Wait, I'm going to go back. Um, no, hold on.
1: Talk, talk, talk to me about the bath. Why is the bath throwing you?
0: I think the bath is throwing me because I'm just... I think from a sensory standpoint, I'm just uh-huh. looking round at the bath. <laughs> what? Like, i like... I want to I want to go on. Yeah, so, like, I'm in here and I'm like, oh, I'm quite relaxed. This is where I usually chill out. This Uh is where, okay, I usually allow things to kind of drift, but I don't really think in depth about, about, like, the stats. Do you know Uh what I mean? I don't really think in depth about, right, these thoughts need to make sense and they need to be coherent. Uh So it's almost like my space at the moment doesn't link with what I'm trying to express which is interesting because that reflects with what, when we think about drama therapy, now um, that we're online, we're remote, it's very difficult to connect because you're just in a whole different space. So it's almost like you're starting the therapeutic relationship again. Uh-huh. And that's, yeah, I think that's what's throwing me. So and the well. bath's nice and warm. And I think,
1: <laughs> is, I think it's <laughs> lulling me. <laughs> so... What you just articulated uh, is the whole reason, not the whole reason. Uh, that's a lie. One <laughs> of the reasons. One of the it's reasons. A big part of why I set this podcast up in the bath. The people just flow off into like this beautiful, happy place and they just speak freely, like without yeah. saying anything that's gonna damage anyone's character or yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it like a lot of the things that people say in this bathtub they wouldn't necessarily say here in the bath it's, it's natural looseness.
0: Yeah no definitely and I think the ability to that's the good thing about uh, you know a bath and a shower is that almost it <laughs> like you said it allows you to not be coherent so it's mm. actually in a bath or in a shower it's fine for me to one minute be thinking about you know the way black people are treated in the world mm. and then the next minute I might be thinking about Cocoa Puffs <laughs> And then, do you know what I mean? And then the next minute I might be like, oh, I haven't had Cocoa pods in a while. Oh, maybe I'll buy some. And then I'll be like, mm, I, wonder a, I wonder if there's a black business I could buy Cocoa pods from. Do you know what I mean? So like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's like the fact that your thoughts just go everywhere uh-huh. doesn't matter because of the safe space that you're in. But then when you mm-hmm. then put that safe space on a podcast and you're like, <laughs> hold on, <laughs> hold on a minute. <laughs> the yeah. world's gonna think this girl don't know what she's on about. <laughs> so, nah. The world is gonna know that
1: this girl is human.
0: Very true. Very true. But I do wanna go but they see, but I do wanna go back though to my point because I feel like Yeah, 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 Go back, go back. So so the so the point I was making was that from a, from a, a need what we're talking about in terms of a need for this type of space is that we know that in the mental health system as I was saying, black people are still seen as aggressors. They're still seen as intimidating. And often our mental health is not understood, especially when we think about things like schizophrenia, we think about psychosis, we think about all those different types of things, when actually if we have clinicians that have maybe a bit more of an understanding about, you know, generationally what it is for black people. And I'm not saying that means just because you're black, you get me. But at least that's (laughs) one, do you know what I mean? But at least that's one closer step so that, you know, there's been so many times I've worked on, I've gone into kind of inpatient wards, for example, and there's a big towering six foot plus, you know, African man. And everybody's just afraid of him because, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, he shouts and he screams and he talks loud and he whatever. And it's so interesting that all it will take at times is for a nurse possibly from his same culture or a nurse that speaks his language or even just another black face to be like, do you know what? He's actually not shouting. This is just how we speak. Like when we get excited and when we get happy, we laugh loud and we shout and we, you know, and even just that kind of understanding, that shared understanding just of how the black community can present is missing, I feel, is missing in so many areas of the mental health system. So what we're trying to do is create a space in which Black, black clinicians and professionals are in charge of that holistic space and that holistic treatment for the Black community.
1: Um, now, have you, have you been met with, with questions about yes. this?
0: <laughs> and I'm glad. And what, I mean, yeah. What yeah. sort of
1: questions have you been asked?
0: So I'm a racist. Um, I'm preaching division. I'm preaching segregation. Um, what else am I doing? I don't like white people. <laughs> um, so, so many. But do do like, you like white people, Ginny? Love them. <laughs> Absolutely love them. It's <laughs> yeah, such mean, a ridiculous question. It's exactly it's ridiculous. And this is the point, And this is why, you know, when we get into that Black Lives Matter, all lives matter frustration, we've seen so many different uh ways, amazing ways, metaphors, pictures, diagrams, graphs, you know, so many different ways of explaining. Just because I'm requesting something for the black community does not mean that I do not like or have an issue with any other community. I am simply highlighting a need for a marginalized group. And the fact that you're unable to see that and the fact that you have to fight tooth and nail. And because you, you know, oh, I think think the best one I had was like, oh, but you know, we don't have all white hospitals. Okay, but okay. (laughs) Let's actually just completely rewind that. When you, as a white person, because there are
1: lots of all-white hospitals, they're just they're just not called all-white.
0: Exactly, they're just not called all-white hospitals. But think about the amount of times when you go in as a white person, when you walk into a establishment, do uh, you know? Obviously, I'm talking London, you know, UK experience. Do you have to worry that you're not going to see somebody that looks like you? I highly doubt it.
1: That's not even a, a concern. It's not even exactly. like that doesn't enter someone's psyche because their normal is it's not that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So it's like the fact that we have to think of that. Is what the issue is, and the fact that we are still, you know, if it was again we're talking about this all lives matter thing, if it was actually that everybody was treated the same, if as a black person you could go into a mental health setting and you could get treated exactly the same as everybody else, we wouldn't have a need for this. But the problem is, is that we're having people sedated, we're having people in seclusion, we're having people restrained, we're having people, you know, as we, you know, as we're going to get onto, killed in the street simply because when you see me you see black and when you see black you automatically trigger that there's a threat you automatically you know we've seen on files where people have said you know oh aggressive intimidating it's like actually maybe that person just presents in that way either because they're unwell or because maybe they are pretty much fed up with the world (laughs) You know, there's a lot of people that are fed up with the world and how they're treated in it. So what do you think can be done
1: about this, Janine?
0: I think what we have to do is, at the moment, I think the world... 2020 has brought about a complete upheaval of the world. Mm -hmm. I feel, you know, whether that's physical, whether that's mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever plane we want to talk about it on, there's been an entire shift. I think there are some people in the world that are thinking about the bigger picture. I know for me, I feel like I'm focusing on the small wins Um, because I feel like we are still living in a structure that as, you know, as we keep hearing these terms bandied about structures are institutionally systematically racist. So it's almost like, I feel like I have to focus on the small wins because I don't believe, and this, you know, some might see this as pessimistic, some might disagree, but I don't see like I can change the system. Yeah. But I do feel like within the system, I can do what I can do to at least support a certain group of people. So, for example, making sure that Black people have access to good therapy. And again, yes, fair enough. We're talking about, yes, that should be from black clinicians, but if you're not a black clinician and you're offering good therapy, I'm still going to, you know, recommend you. You know, I'm not saying, well, just because you're not black, I'm never going to recommend you. But unfortunately, the the stories that we hear, just, you know, even over the past couple of weeks with different black males specifically that I've been speaking to, they've just spoken about, oh, you know, I went to the GP and they sent me to this woman and she was just doing a tick box. Or, you know, I've tried to get therapy. And then when I went, it was just like a lot of gaslighting statements like, oh, you know, um, but are you sure it was racist? Like, are you sure the person meant it like that? oh but not every not all white people and it's I don't you don't go you don't go to therapy for that that's not that's not why you go to therapy so So
1: this is a this is a question just for me as in so in a therapeutic setting Mm -hmm. as a therapist what is your your job what is your role as in you've obviously said that in previous examples Black males have said, "Well, essentially, their therapists are gaslighting." So, mm. in a perfect world, in a perfect scenario, what what is the, the route in that instance? What would you do if I've if if I come to you and said, "Ah, oh, Jenny, this has yeah. happened." Like, yeah. what, what are you supposed to do as a professional? I'm not asking for free consultation. I'm yeah, saying, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, what, no, no, no. Like,
1: what what are you supposed to say?
0: As again. All therapists will be different, and all therapists will have their different starts. But for me, a therapist is simply a facilitator of your process. Jeez. Let's say that again for the people them in the back. A <laughs> therapist is simply a facilitator, and you know, simply is quite rude, you know, because that's kind of really downplaying it. But a therapist is a facilitator of your process. So. Yes, there may be times within a session where once you've got to that place of therapeutic alliance, where I understand you, you understand me, there's a change in relationship. Just like in any relationship, when you're dating somebody, there's, there's jokes you can make on, on date 25 that you, can't, <laughs> you wouldn't have made on, on date 20, on date one. I mean, just because the relationship has changed and that's exactly the same in a therapeutic relationship. So in terms of me facilitating your process, I feel number one, which is key. I can never question your reality. (laughs) I can't like when I hear these things and I'm like, you know, therapists have turned around and said, oh, but are you sure? Are you? Are you right? What do you mean? Are you sure? If fair enough. And you see, this is why I know there's going to be therapists listening to this saying, oh, but what about, you know, chale- you know ch- um, challenging negative thought processes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, all right. We get all of that. Yes. But there is a difference between challenging somebody's negative thought process about oneself mm-hmm. and challenging somebody's reality. So if somebody comes into a therapy room and says, I was followed around the store because I was black. Your response from black, white, pink, green, whatever type of therapist wrong. you are, your response should never be, "Are you sure it was because you were black?" <laughs> do you know, what I mean? like no your your response would be something along the lines of, "And how did that feel for you?" Yeah, do you know what I mean? Or is you know, do you experience this often? How has this experience impacted you when you go into other stores? Like that's how you facilitate a process, not by because of your own bias want to jump on and be like, yeah, but are you sure? And that, that's the one thing that pisses me off when I hear, you know, it's, it's about facilitating process and letting somebody come and just be with you. Even if you as a therapist don't agree, don't believe, it don't matter what I believe, you know? So do <laughs> it doesn't matter believe, what I agree with.
1: Do you believe that everybody... Because I think we've had this discussion before or we've touched on it. Yeah. Do you believe that everybody would benefit from therapy of some kind?
0: Absolutely everyone in the world. <laughs> and,
1: and why why do you think that?
0: Because I just think in life we need a mirror. And no matter how good we are at you know, looking at our own stuff and you know, uh, reflecting on ourselves, etc., etc. Would you leave the house to go out without, well, well some people might, would you, <laughs> would you leave the house? Smart. They might, but we know, would you really leave the house without looking in the mirror? Just to check. I mean, no. <laughs> just
1: no, but do you check. know what I
0: mean? Just to like, and this, and this is why I, asked, I, I did say it, you know, and I revoked it. And I kind of said, yeah, you know, a lot of people don't. But if you were going, you know, like, okay, let's, let's rephrase it. Say you were, you know, going somewhere special or getting mm-hmm. ready to go and do something. Mm-hmm. You know, you're putting on your suit, your hat, your whatever, your whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine many people would honestly say to themselves that they never look in the mirror before they leave the house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, so for you... me, it's like, if you're going out to prepare for something, mm-hmm. you're going out, you want to bring your, I would assume, you want to bring your <laughs> best self into the world so to me it's about how are you going to get that reflection now I'm not saying everybody needs you know 60 years deep of psychodynamic psychotherapy do you know what I mean equally mm-hmm. I'm not saying that people just need a one-stop shop but mm-hmm. I do believe that just especially and I'm going to flip it back black people There's so yeah. much generational trauma just ingrained in our very DNA that impacts on how we are in the world and we've we've been told for so long we don't talk about things we don't feel we don't cry we shouldn't be emotional we just keep you know we keep we keep pushing and eventually those messages are detrimental to our mental health Mm -hmm. and people do talk to me about you know well I talk to my friend I talk to my mom I talk to my brother my sister my wife cool you know if that works for you fine but I still feel, as I say, from that, that distant boundary therapeutic relationship to just be able to share things and get a, again, a good therapist to just be able to facilitate the process you're going through, I think is imperative for everybody.
1: I mean... I am neither going to agree nor disagree. Why? Le-
0: you can agree or disagree.
1: No, hold on. I was just about to say, I'm going to lean towards agree with a sprinkling of disagree.
0: Okay, with a touch of disagree. All right.
1: And when I say a sprinkling of disagreement, what I mean is just using your metaphor with regards to looking in the mirror. Mm. Like I think sometimes beautiful things are created from the sheer sporadic and randomness of not actually fully understanding one's reflection or or even looking at it. Mm. And Like I found that with many people and many things, Mm. but the part that I agree with is the fact that if you look at a lot of, of the people who, going back to your metaphor, don't spend time in the mirror and mm. crash and burn.
0: Yep. Yep, <laughs> so, agreed. agreed.
1: So my thing then, about uh, the process is, like, finding, um, like, a, a balancing point before the tipping point on yeah. the other side where you can still, like, live with a little bit of abandonment mm. and, like, no parameters, but also understanding that somewhere somehow like there is a drop
0: yeah yeah true and i think it's also it's also about obviously everybody is like you know like we say everybody is completely different and yeah. i think the difficulty sometimes for me and maybe this is just because of the the role i'm in mm-hmm. you know i believe that in the world therapists are probably in the most need of therapy because we yeah. became therapists <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> So there's a book called The Wounded Healer, and it's exactly, don't ask me who it's by, Um <laughs> it's a book called The Wounded Healer. So, and... sorry,
1: is that, is that a thing, Janine? Like, are a lot of therapists, people who have sought therapy
0: or, like, talk to me about that. My, okay, my experience, sorry, I'm going to go back two seconds, then I'm yeah, going to yeah, come yeah. back to this one. Cool. Just what I was going to say just before this is, there are a lot of hurt people in the world hurting people. Yes. And I just feel like actually, yeah, fair enough. It may not be that you went through trauma as a child. It may not be that, you know, this happened and that happened. But actually, our relationships, attachment, all of these things that we just go through life thinking, "Eh, that person's just like that. Uh, That's all right. Actually, if we just spent a little bit of time working on it, why do we do these things? Why are these patterns like this? Why do we keep getting into the same relationship time after time after time? Why do we respond like this to our friends, our family, our colleagues, blah, 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 blah? I just feel like the world would be such a, a better place if people, had, if people had a bit more understanding of their own shit. Yep. Yeah. Um, so then, so then, linking that to this idea of you know wounded healer things like that, I find. So I work in two universities that train therapists, mm-hmm. and I find you get there's the ones that come that think they're perfect wow. <laughs> and think that they, you <laughs> know, I mean, perfect, I just yeah, you know, they. I don't need therapy. I'm here to help you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got my stuff together. And Wait. I'm going to share some of that togetherness
1: with you. To my
0: yeah. So that's, that's one type. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think there's the type, yeah, that like they're maybe like a little bit older. Um, and they've, they, like you said, they possibly had therapy themselves. So they're aware that like, this is a thing, you know, and that it's really helped. And they're like, actually, yeah, I want to do something like that. Um, And then I feel like there are people like me that I feel that kind of slip into it. Like don't even really realize that they're doing it. And then one day it's like, Oh, okay. You're training to be a therapist. I see. This is where, this is where like, this is where the world, this is where the universe is taking you and I'm cool with it. Yep. And I think out of those three, in my opinion, and obviously I'm biased, but in my opinion, the second and the last are usually the ones that, in my opinion, make the better therapists. The first subset, again, in my I feel like I'm saying, in my opinion, a lot, because I feel like there's gonna be bare comments. But I feel like in my first, the first group, not saying they can't be good therapists, but my experience is that it just takes longer to For kind of process. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, they actually yeah. they come in and then they start, because obviously to be, well not obviously, and not with every therapy, but the majority of psychotherapies, you have to be in therapy while you're training. Ruh. So it's like as soon as you hit your own therapy, as long as you're open to the process, you'll suddenly be like, "Raw, I'm not perfect, you know." Oh.
1: <laughs> so, so people who can't deal with their own things, they can't become therapists.
0: Well. As in, is,
1: as, as in, is that found out? Is that weeded out? And when I say weeded out, oh, I don't mean that in a bad yeah. way. I mean, no, no. simply as...
0: I I hear you, and I believe. Uh, how do I say this? So <laughs> I feel like, as training institutions, we have to be better at weeding that out.
1: Such individuals from yeah, said process. I, yeah,
0: I don't think I honestly don't think we're there yet. <laughs> um, I do think that we still very dangerously you know, train therapists as, a, as quite a tick box. Well, you wrote the essay, pass. You know, yeah. you wrote that you did this facilitation in this thing, pass. I personally believe that at least for the first year or even two years, I believe as a therapist, you should still have to have certain um, parameters. Like, I think you should be, you know, what's that thing? Like, a? what's that thing where you're on, like, probation type thing? Yes. Yep. Like I feel exactly. like there needs to be at least a year. And I think this should be for therapists across the board in mm-hmm. which when you finish training, you still have to check in with, you know, maybe a, a supervisor from your course or maybe, mm-hmm. cause as soon as you finish training in any therapy, you can kind of do what you want. Yeah.
1: Which
0: is so crazy. yeah, you are, you are. Totally... <laughs> that's,
1: that's crazy. Exactly. Like no one comes exactly. and checks. No one listens in on what it is. is no. doing.
0: no. And that's the thing up until that point, you know, especially with with the CBT course I work on, Mm -hmm. everything is, you know, video recordings, case reports, looking at videos, bringing bringing examples of practice to supervision on a weekly basis. So everything is is clearly, you know, Mm -hmm. is is looked at. And then it's like all of a sudden you finish and then boop, (laughs) off you go. For the rest of your life.
1: Now, obviously things have been traumatic for hundreds of years, but mm-hmm. over the past couple of weeks or months, it has been even more traumatic for, yep. for Black people. Now, mm-hmm. how have, have you felt over the past couple of weeks, or over the past couple of the months, especially being a therapist, knowing full well that one should seek therapy mm-hmm. in situations like <laughs> this, so like, ha- like Talk, talk, talk to me about
0: you. I think I have spent a lot of time crying mm-hmm. because there hasn't been, you know, like when you turn on the light and then the animals just run. Yes. There's been that feeling <clears throat> in the, in, in the, in the work environments that I work in, in mm-hmm. which the light has now been turned on again. Mm-hmm. And I'm calling people to account and people are just running. So like you had said at the beginning about the, oh, is racism still a thing? And mm-hmm. I'm just like, we are, you know, across the board, whether it's the universities I work for, whether it's NHS, wherever it is, we are people that are responsible for either clients, mm-hmm. whether that be children, young people, families. We're responsible for training other therapists that are going to go and be responsible for, you know, children, young people, and families. Mm -hmm. And the people in these groups that I would have expected to be on the front line (laughs) shouting from the rooftops that these things are wrong and, yes, we need to do this and, yes, we need to do that, have been stony and quiet. (laughs) So it's like, oh. Silence. Just crickets. And, and that I think for me While I wouldn't say I didn't know Because that would just be naive Of course I <laughs> You know what I mean But I just think it's like you say When you actually see it And something happens Where it's forced into, into your eye For you to have to look at it It's like rah.
1: <laughs> And then what do you think is going to happen I guess What's going to happen Not even when this ends Because this isn't ending whilst we're alive mm like these same people who as you said when you switched on the light they ran for cover and they're still in hiding yep. from time to time busting a curtain to see if it's still happening
0: exactly
1: what do you think's going to happen when the light is switched back off like do you yeah. think they're going <laughs> to try and yeah. sneak back out and be like they're going to
0: sneak no, back out Hi. sneak back out oh okay can we go back to where we left off great do you know what I mean? I think, that for me, I think what's going to happen is I think things have already started to die down, you know? I think, yes, there are still protests going on, etc., but it's not trending. It's not, you know, Breonna Taylor's murders, murderers are still free. You know, there's still many people that have been killed. Their murderers are still free. So, actually, you know... uh, <sighs> It's going to, unfortunately, and again, this is the pessimist in me. Unfortunately, I do see it is just going to die back down. What I do feel is important. And I think there is, some, there is something different about this time in a way. Mm-hmm. But I think what we just, as black people, I feel, because I can only talk for black people, for me, or I can only talk for me, to be fair, is I feel like yeah, yeah, I, I just like have... That, that, that
1: Piers Morgan trap.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Ex- oh, Don't even. Shout out to Dizzy. <laughs> Listen, um, I just feel like I have to continue pushing. Yep. So I am not going to remove it from the agenda at the NHS service I work for. I am not going to remove it from the agenda at the two universities I work for. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to remove it. You know, that for me is, all, is what I keep saying about these small wins. And I think okay. if as people we keep doing that, yeah. That is how it continues, because what the problem is, is that if we just allow it to, like you said, everybody just pop back out and, oh, okay, what's next on the agenda? Yeah. That, that's when it dies down. So for me, from a university standpoint, what I'm pushing for is cultural change across the syllabus. I don't just want an equality and diversity one day at yeah. the end of the, oh, at the end of the something, oh, how do I deal with black people when they come in? No, <laughs> this needs... <laughs> You know, this needs to be something that is ingrained throughout the syllabus. Same thing at work. I've requested a uh, a, a reflective space for black clinicians. No, we're not giving you agenda. No, we're not giving you any outcomes. No, we're not teaching you how not to be racist. This is a space for black people to come together, learn from and think with each other and reflect on each other's experiences. And it's a safe space for us. I mean, and I think you,
1: it, you should just end end the podcast there. Just drop the mic and bounce. Yes. Yeah.
0: Boom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, I think that's how we have that's how we have to keep it pushing. We have to keep it moving because nobody else will.
1: Now I'm gonna ask you a question. <laughs> Are you gonna ask for help with that?
0: <sighs> help.
1: Jesus. What is your thing with help?
0: My thing with help, I think you saw the other day when I put on Instagram and I was like, sometimes I feel like I need to lower my expectations. And you were yeah. like, never! Yeah, <laughs> yes. you, yeah,
1: yeah. you know me, I'm straight on to things like I know, you're, you're straight
0: in. You were like, never! And then, you know, other people responded as well. And I think, do you know what it is? Oh, dear. This is going to be really bad. But my experience of help-seeking hasn't been that great. Go on. So my experience of help seeking is that, hmm, my experience of help seeking is that when I ask for help, it's, there's a lot of people that will say, yeah, 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 man, yes, let me know what you need me to do, (laughs) yeah. And then it's do-do-do, it's it's engaged tone. Do you know what I mean? Or Or it's help with ingredients. You know, like it's help with, oh, and can you also, you know, mm. it's like, or it's, or I just think a lot of the people in my life are also ridiculously busy as am I. Mm. So sometimes this, you, you go out for help and yeah, you know, it's nice. And also I think, and this is, again, I'm in therapy myself mm-hmm. and it's something that I talk about in therapy a lot about my expectations of people doing what I would do and as I would do. Oh, yeah. You see that
1: subject there? Yeah. You see that subject there? (laughs) (laughs) You see what I mean? Listen, me and one of my my biggest mentors and closest friends, Mr. Chop, shout Mm -hmm. out to Mark, Rosalie, that is something... Oh, you've been at one of our Monday um, Yeah, 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 yeah. That is something that we spend so much time discussing, and that is not everyone... Is as excited about you as you are about you. Exactly. And the moment I realized that I was I was a free spirit. Like, yep. don't get me wrong, I still get vexed, I still get angry, I still get pissed, I still yeah. like scream and shout in the yard. But the moment I realized that we cannot hold people accountable for not sharing our dream, mm-hmm. like I realized that that is it's not even what was missing because there are there, there's a bunch of things that are missing yeah, yeah, yeah that was just one of the skills or or things that i was like yeah do you know what you're right you know and yeah like that that properly calmed me down because i was mm-hmm. ranting and raving i was like i'm trying to do this thing and they won't do this yeah. do they understand where this could
0: take us yeah and exactly
1: exactly like, and one day he just said to me, he's like, no, they don't, they don't, they don't know. They don't get it. You do.
0: <laughs> like, and you're like, but why not? Why you don't
1: they, they, they get they it? it? Yeah. Like, why don't they get it? I was like, this is going to be huge. Yeah. This is going to be massive. Yeah. And all he said to me, and many other people have said it to me, but it, it was just at that moment that I remember Jules says it a lot. Charlie says it a lot. You say it a lot. It's at that moment, that's what I needed to, to settle myself. Mm. and remember that yes we are together but we are also very alone
0: yeah and I think you have to be one thing that I'm learning as I get older which you know I'm, I'm still not you know fully great with it but kind of <laughs> learning that actually equally the not asking for help is you know if I'm drowning in a sea I'm not going to be like oh well I'm not going to put out my hand because no one will come <laughs> anyway that's <laughs> yeah. foolishness but yeah. generally i'm more and you know whether this is positive negative i'm more likely to try to swim first
1: okay.
0: i'm more likely to be like mm, okay there's a little piece of wood over there let me see if i could just lean on that yeah and let me just see how it goes and then so like for example part of my one of my side hustles is mm. one of my carnival businesses we do rum tastings Jeez. and as our in lockdown i was like okay how am i gonna keep so it's Carnival Concierge UK. I was like, how am I going to keep this brand relevant? Because we can't have raves. We can't have, you know, proper rum tasting. So I started this virtual rum tasting where, you know, we get, so basically we get five rums, you get your rums, you get your mixers, you get your ingredients, you get a nice little free gift, you know, a carp, a shaker, something like that. And then it's delivered to your door if you live within the M25. If you Mm -hmm. don't live within the M25, it's posted to you. Um, COVID has mashed up that Royal Mailboy, but that's another story. (laughs) So, you know, you, you know, so yeah. So we've been having virtual tastings and we're on our third one now. And the first one, you know, people, you know, people loved it. Blah blah. blah. Second one, you know, it sold out like in like 12 hours or something. People loved it. Cool. And then that was when they're like, oh, but why aren't you doing this? Oh, but why aren't you doing that? Oh, but what? Babes, when I was <laughs> up till 1am a- boxing, <laughs> no, when I was up until 1am boxing um, rums, when I was running around London picking up stuff, when I was, you know, and it's like, I get this idea of, okay, you could ask for help, but is somebody else going to package that with the love and care? No. I package it with because it's no. my thing's.
1: No, no, you know, no.
0: is somebody going to take the, the time with the funnel to make sure it's exactly 50 mil rather than 49.5? No.
1: No, but the art of business is letting go.
0: Oh, I'm not there yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the art of growth is I letting know. go.
0: And this is the thing, I have let go a little bit because, you know, I have let somebody in. They are supporting with me with my admin processes because we've, we've grown from 28 guests to 55 guests in, what, eight weeks. So I, I, I kind of, thanks, I kind of had to ask for help in a way because it was just getting mad. Because that's obviously alongside a full-time psychotherapy type job so (laughs) kind of an important important gig yeah kind of an important gig so i have i have you know accepted help in that way but i am yeah it's it's, you know it's a working process
1: and then so progress we're all working process firstly so thank you for sharing that with the world
0: of course
1: um how does helping others make you feel? And do you think that has a, a positive or a negative effect on, on one's well-being?
0: Uh, I put up something the other day on social media about compassion fatigue.
1: Mm-hmm. Raw. Um, You've always got bars. <laughs> <laughs> compassion fatigue. Get off my show, no, seriously, man. <laughs>
0: seriously, seriously. I put something up the other day about compassion fatigue. Um, uh, it's true for therapists, but it's also true for people. You, mm-hmm. if you think in to yourself, I mean it might be you, don't know, but if you think to yourself, you everybody knows that person that's helping everybody. Mm-hmm. And they're always listening, they're always, oh, let me just run to the shop because this person needs this and, let me and you can be you can burn out basically yeah. from helping other people. Because you're doing mm-hmm. your own stuff and you're helping other people. Yeah. So I think from a From a helping other people perspective, the positives are that I feel like I get something from it because I feel like I learn from every client I work with. Mm -hmm. So I think the positive is also my own process. And also, of course, seeing that, seeing a client change or seeing a client, you know, kind of have that aha moment type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even, you know, from a CBT standpoint, it's quite specific in terms of, you know, you work on specific goals, people want to be less anxious or get over a phobia or something like that. So obviously, when you see people reach those goals, Mm -hmm. that's amazingly rewarding. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, from a positive standpoint, it's, yeah, I wouldn't want it. I don't, I can't see myself ever not doing therapy. But then, like like we say from a from a from a kind of I don't know, like negative, but like from a difficult standpoint, is mm-hmm. sometimes the tiredness and the compassion fatigue. And I think over COVID, that's been something that's happened a lot because it's a whole change. You know, people working from home, people feeling feeling isolated. I've always been that annoying person that's like, I don't come to work to make friends. So hey. I don't, do you know what I mean? So like, I don't feel, I haven't felt that that kind of distance with not being in the office yeah. because, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, get on with people, it's jokes. We have a little kiki, you know. There might be a little after work do call, and then I go home and I speak to my friends. But Trots. I feel like, I feel like there are people, and this is not, this is not shady or sarcastic in any way. But there are people that actually their their work colleagues are their friends. Yeah. So them being out of the office, them not having yeah. that day to day interaction has caused a huge impact on a lot of the workforce. Yeah. So not only are you dealing with doing therapy from your house, look out, look how mashup I went being in the bar for two seconds. <laughs> I couldn't even work out where I was, which was up and which was down. You know what I mean? Yep. And now you want me to do therapy from my house. <laughs> so I can't even, you know what I mean? Like, so I can't even like step out and I can't, you know, close that door behind me and, and move move space. I'm now everything is in my house, as well as the therapy. So that's hard. Even my own therapy, having it by Zoom, mm-hmm. even that has just been mad. Because I've just been like, no, 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 no. These things that I'm talking about, I'm supposed to talk about them in your space. Yeah. And then I'm supposed to uh-huh. leave them there. Mm-hmm. And then I'm supposed to come home and this is supposed to be nice time. Do you know what I mean? While.
1: That's
0: really interesting. Wow. And that's, that's the thing about space. And this is again, this is why I'm really glad I trained as a drama therapist before I trained as a CBT therapist, because (laughs) this whole idea of space and making a space, what it is and energy Mm -hmm. is just something that is lost Remotely, okay. So, for example, you do your stuff on on Instagram and mm-hmm. whatever, right? Cool. Mm-hmm. But there's de- there must be a difference in it. Well, no, that's too. Not, that's, that's not an open question. Is no, there no, no, is there a difference in when you're you know trying to yeah let's go yeah and there's nobody speaking back to you. You're just in your front room. Um, while if you were in the. You know
1: what you mean. This is why it is so weird because I could have fun by myself in a paper bag.
0: Of course you could, but I'm talking about the exchange of energy. No, 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 hold on, hold
1: on. Okay, go on. So that exchange of energy, I have been getting from seeing my friends and... Talking to them like, oh, you've been in their lives. You have seen me going absolutely crazy yeah, by yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. In, and of course, there is a huge difference between doing that in my front room to all of yeah. you guys on the screen. Yeah, and doing it at at, at, an, at I don't know a stadium with like ten thousand people. Of course, right. a difference. Yeah, but that energy that I get from looking at that screen, I think my mind has a lot to do with that because mm. in a split second each and every one of you in that room i have a memory or an association to. so mm. when i'm going crazy when i'm cheering when i'm screaming when i'm going it's because i know who i'm talking to it's because i remember you guys
0: mm. yeah um, yeah true
1: like i like for instance say for instance that video of is you talking, Chippy talking, Venetia talking, and me like clapping in that Instagram. Yeah, video.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah.
1: watched that about ten thousand times. Yeah. And the reason why I've watched it ten thousand times is not because I'm clapping in time, but <laughs> because <laughs> like I'm talking to my people. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's like a really beautiful positive memory. But of course, no, it's not it's not the same as yeah. as, as as being in a crowd with ten thousand people and people screaming at you. But yeah it's it's still rewarding
0: and i think that in a way that i I hear you i think that is what good therapists are able to do so good therapists will try as much as possible even though we've made that shift to online Mm -hmm. to still create that yes so even though we can't be it you know therapy a lot a lot of therapy a lot of psychotherapy is about holding silence now holding silence in an actual room with people Mm -hmm. or with another person and holding Mm -hmm. silence across a screen (laughs) are two very different things yeah and even that is a change in terms of how you feel and how and kind of what you bring to the what you bring to the space I keep talking about this space but it's true it's like what you bring to the room and what you bring to the what energy you bring to the room yeah and I think, I think it really, I think you should do some research, Cor. I think <laughs> do you should do, I think yeah. should do a bit of
1: research.
0: I think you should do a bit of research. No, seriously, because I would be really interested to know, okay, yes, you've described that you're able to make those connections and, you know, for you, like you said, you can have a great time in a paper bag, but, yes. you know, there might be other people that are, yeah. you know, coaches, trainers, whatever, that actually, for whatever reason, they aren't finding it as easy. Or, oh, no, there are,
1: there are, there are many who there are who finding it easy.
0: Yeah. And I think, I
1: don't know, I have no idea why. I mean, this is, this is more me posing a question to listeners. This mm. is not me making a judgment, as I do not mm. well know. Do you think that has anything whatsoever to do with the route that they took to the space that they are currently in, as in like say for instance, me, before I did any kind of fitness stuff, I was playing the fool I was I was dancing I yeah, was yeah, attempting yeah, yeah, yeah. to act, I was like m c and I was already performing, yeah, so when I kind of got a fitness qualification, like for me, the normal thing to do is like what well, connect them two skills in it
0: yeah. yeah, 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 I think do you know what, and this is again, I know it's you know answers on a postcard but If I was to actually think about an answer, I would think it's that a lot of the fitness people that I know of, Mm -hmm. when I've heard about their stories, there's a lot, and this is, again, not everybody, but there Mm -hmm. are a lot of, you know, oh, I do it because it helps with my depression. Or I do it because it helps with my anxiety. Or I do it. Not that's the only reason, but, like, that's one of the reasons that they talk about. Uh. So... If that is one of the real hooks for you as a trainer, a coach, or whatever, that actually this helps with you connecting with other people and also, you know, sharing and doing a skill that you love, mm-hmm. when you suddenly take away that connection,
1: yeah,
0: that physical connection,
1: yeah,
0: that will impact on your mental health. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So I can imagine, you know, and like people, you know, some people are like, oh, you know. Janine, you live by yourself. Lockdown must be so hard. I'm good. <laughs> like, uh, listen, yes, are listen, one million percent. There are times when I'm like, oh, I wish I could fly out. Oh, I wish I could have, you know, gone and seen a friend or whatever. But generally being alone, I'm all right, generally. Yeah. But there are some people that 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 is a really difficult thing. Yeah. So no matter how much, you know, your energy, go, go, hey, eh, but actually you're still alone. Yeah. yeah, you're seeing the people on the screen. Yeah, you have But maybe for that person, the interaction is a lot more important. And I think the reason I say it is because there's people that I work with and we're on Teams and we're on Zoom and we might be having a chat. These are the people that when the team meeting done, they still want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or they, for that yeah, connection. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It's because, you know, you know when we joke about things we laugh but we're being serious it's like yeah. they are they're they're longing for that connection and even if that connection might just be oh you know can we talk about that case or oh can we yeah. but it's just an, an extra piece of of connection because they're not getting any for the rest of the day yeah so it's hard and i think this is why we say you know after this after this global physical health pandemic there's going to be a mental health pandemic there are going to be so many people that have already and are going to be ongoing, you know, in an ongoing way, affected. All these children that we just drag out of school for how much months and now we're flinging them back in and just expecting them to cope. Are you all right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, how, how do you, you know, there was no kind of, you know, oh, you might go back. Oh you, oh, you won't do exams. Oh, you might do exams. Oh, you might go back September. Oh, you might go back July. Like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yesterday pubs reopened at 6am Just
1: about to say that
0: (laughs) So I can't go gym Can't go do my nails Can't do my eyebrows But I can go to Chesterton (laughs) Not a glove, not a mask Not a thing in sight And I'm like well Second wave (laughs) Because I'm confused
1: (laughs) James said second wave
0: Yeah I just
1: yeah, I don't know One, One question Do you have a question for me?
0: What do you want to be doing when you're 50?
1: Um, When I am 50 years old, um, I want to be doing exactly the same thing, just in a different space. And when I say doing exactly the same thing, but in a different space, what I mean is at the moment, my, this is going to sound weird, but when I wake up in the morning, I'm, I'm searching for happiness and joy. And Mm -hmm. in that search for happiness and joy, I get a lot of happiness and joy from helping others, from working in the community, from keeping fit, from networking, from traveling. So when I'm 50 years old, I wanna be doing that, but I wanna be able to have more of an impact on more people and have more free time for myself. So in a perfect world, I would be living in a hot country Um, and I would travel to and from different locations where I had set up safe spaces for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I would have bursary schemes (laughs) that help young people, that help older people. Like, I I just want to be able to to be happy. I want Mm -hmm. my people around me to be happy, Mm -hmm. and through that happiness, I want to attempt in like as you said in my own small way to to heal the world and lots of people might listen to that and be like this damn ass what is he talking about and that is that's 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 no bullshit no foolishness mm. i think that's what we are all here for we're all here to to make the world a better place for everybody else to live in it of course mechanical money build couple yards like mm. like do, but be good and yeah. when you're being good, like think about others. That's 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 where I want to be when I'm 50, comfortable in my, nah, comfortable in my pursuit of happiness and the happiness of others.
0: You know what, Corey? You're all right. <laughs> you're all right. You are. You're all right. <laughs>
1: that's right, that's one hundred. <laughs> Right, lots lots of people are fooled by the, the clown jumping around on the screen and they 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 don't see through that nonsense.
0: No, 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 no. I feel like that was an ending note, but I want to say one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Just very quickly. I I said this to somebody last night. It's like when you look at Cardi B, right? Mm-hmm. And you think, you know, press bum twerking about the place, saying N-words, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you actually listen to when Cardi B talks about certain things, she's a very intelligent woman, you know? Yes. And I think that is what a lot of people don't realize is that you might see the, ah, ah, and the jump up and the fling down. And people take these things at face value and are very unaware of the actual level of business savvy and intelligence that it gets (laughs) to the place of where some people are. So that's my, that's my final thought
1: and that ladies gentlemen everybody is that i will return shortly for final thoughts
0: Bump, bump, ba da da
1: so here we have it people final thoughts it's time for us to think a little bit about what we actually heard from Janine as we discussed loads of things but my final thought is most definitely on what she said with regards to questioning people's reality Something that I believe we are all very guilty of. Now, just think about that for a moment. When someone comes to you and and shares something with them that is already private, they already feel quite vulnerable speaking about it. And many of our first responses is always, Is that really what happened? Is that actually how you felt? Are you sure you're not mistaken? As a friend, as a human, as people, we're supposed to be looking after each other. And I think one of the biggest parts of looking after each other is understanding that we do not see the world in the same way. And... We all react differently to different things. So if someone comes to you and says that this is their reality, that's their reality. Stop gaslighting. Final thoughts.